The Deeper Dig is sponsored by Casella. Let's recycle better together. Be sure to empty and clean recyclables. When in doubt, throw it out. Americans toss far too many non-recyclable items in their recycling bins. It adds up and hurts recycling programs. Learn what belongs in your blue bin at casella.com slash recycle better. Let's recycle better together. From VT Digger, I'm Riley Robinson. This is The Deeper Dig. It was a rainy night in the first week of July, and a truck driver from Miami was heading north out of Stowe when he realized he couldn't go any farther. So he had super singles on. That's a kind of tire. And he couldn't go. He had an empty trailer, so he didn't have any weight on the tractor tires. So he got up as far as he could, and then he started to spin, and he went started sliding backwards, and he panicked, and he tried to hit the brakes, and he jackknifed it around and put the trailer right in the ditch. This is George McRae. He owns a trucking company in Milton, and he's one of the people who police call when they need to get a truck unstuck from Smuggler's Notch. Cut your wheels hard to the left. Yeah. Got to get that trailer back over to the right side. I never know, even on any job, I never know what I'm getting into. But going up on the notch, um, there's certain things that are given. I know that I have limited space to work. I know that I'm going to have some kind of a goofy situation. Because if, if, if he can't go on his own, then he's got a problem. You got plenty of room on the other side. This driver, who got stuck in the notch, joined something of a Vermont tradition. This was the second truck in just over a week that got stuck on this narrow, windy, hilly mountain pass that cuts from Stowe to Jeffersonville. It's such a difficult road that it's closed in winter. The state has put up a bunch of signs on surrounding roads telling trucks to go away. Even still, when the road reopens every spring, it's only a matter of time before a tractor trailer gets stuck. The first time we spoke, George called me from the road on the way back from a job. George here. Hey, George, it's Riley. Sorry, I lost you there yeah, for a second. No, I went through a dead spot. He said depending on whether a truck is loaded, it can weigh between 20 and 40 tons. Either way, it can take some heavy machinery to get a truck unstuck. And then I had to run a line, a winch line to him, winch him out of the ditch. Can you? Back up into the roadway. Sorry, I, I'm just going to hit pause here because I don't know. You, what is a winch? Yeah, is a is the power device that's on the record. A winch is like a, a, a powered drum with a cable wrapped around it. So, so like if um, when you engage the lever, the drum turns and the cable winds onto the drum, and that's what gives us our power. George showed me a video of him winching a tractor trailer out of a ditch, and it's pretty amazing. In the video, he hooked onto the truck and dragged it sideways. He, uh, I winched him out of that ditch and then got him squared away, and then we had to very carefully back it down the hill. Okay, start coming around to the right. Turn to the right. Yep. Back up. Like I said, it was raining. The roads were wet. We got some places that isn't too bad. Other places, the grade is pretty steep. But there's a couple places where I had to actually hook onto it with the wrecker again and, and winch it forward because he didn't have the cape. He couldn't start it. He would he would put it in gear, and all it would do is spin the tractor tires. And this is on wet blacktop, so he couldn't, he couldn't do anything. So I would winch it forward, 
get it straightened around and then let it roll back. And then when we finally got to the point where the, the curves in the road were shallow enough that he could back up pretty good, then I just had him, because I had to walk along with it most of the way. Down then the I mountain? The point, down, down the mountain. You're yeah. on foot. So, on foot. And then so do I'd you... Go about, uh, okay. go about a thousand feet maybe, and then I'd tell him to stop. I'd have to run back up and get my wrecker and bring it down. Do you also drive the wrecker in reverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So George is there on this twisty mountain road, in the dark, in the rain, walking alongside the truck, coaching the driver on how to wind around boulders and tight curves. Keep going, just like that, just like that. Okay, straighten out. Straighten. Okay, that's good. Okay, back up, straight. Easy, hold it. Every so often, he runs back up the road, gets in his long record truck, and also drives that in reverse down the mountain in the dark to catch up to the driver. The police follow after George. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, keep going. And then finally, we got to a point, I told him, I said, I think the turns... The curves in the road are shallow enough that if you watch your rear view mirror and keep those rear tires about a foot away from the fog line, that you'll be all right and you can back out. So they keep doing this, backing down in spurts. Yeah, we still got a ways to go. We're way back to here. All the way down to one of the nearby ski resort parking lots where it's big enough to turn the truck around. He did. He actually did a good job from that point on, backing up the rest of the way. And I backed right up behind him and followed him, and then we got down to, to where we could settle up. The drivers pay a large fine. The driver George helped earlier this summer had to pay more than $3,500. But then they also have to pay George for his work. Recently, he's been charging between $3,000 and $3,500. So all in all, we're talking maybe $7,000. It's an expensive mistake. From 2009 through last fall, an average of about eight trucks got stuck in the notch each year. It's pretty common, especially considering the road is only open in the summer and fall. It's this weird perennial problem that's exasperated state and local officials. When a truck gets stuck on the side of the mountain, it can shut down the road for hours. I asked George about the wildest truck situation he's ever seen in the notch. And he told me about a time where the driver had disconnected the front part, the tractor, from the cargo in the trailer. Okay, this is a fully loaded trailer. Heavy. Do you know what was Uh, in it? Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think it was Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I might have to check. (laughs) That is possibly the most Vermont thing I have ever heard. Officials at the Vermont Agency of Transportation have a term for when a truck gets stuck in the notch. They call it a stuckage. I, I started using it when I was briefing the secretary because it was just simple. It's two syllables. Everybody knows what it means. And then now everybody's using it. So. This is Todd Sears. He's the agency's deputy bureau chief of operations and safety. What is your best explanation for why trucks keep getting stuck? Well, there are two. There are two kind of buckets, right, that we can put these in. Generally, so when we talk to the driver, not we, but when law enforcement talks to the drivers, when they get stuck, there are two answers that, um, that seem to come out most of the time. 
One of them is we didn't see the signs. <laughs> and so that's, that's one of the answers. And the other is, and probably, and this is a tough, it's a tough issue, is we were following GPS. That's the explanations. We were following GPS. If you plug in directions in a common mapping app, like Google Maps, the notch is often the shortest way through, but not by much. So if you program, if you program in um, a trip from Stowe to Cambridge, or Jefferson, Jeffersonville, it's going to be a, on 108 through the notch, it's going to be about a 17-mile trip, 17.7 miles, in fact, and estimated to be about a 30-minute trip. The detour that we call for, that we have signposted, which is to, hey, skip 108 um, and travel, travel north on 100 and take a left on 15 to get you there, is 24 miles, closer to 25 miles, and expected to be 36 minutes. So it's a six-minute delta only. Todd said that the Agency of Transportation has reached out to mapping companies with mixed results. Companies that make GPS programs specifically for commercial truckers were apparently really receptive. And we have actually had success with those packages, with those companies, to black out the notch. However, that's not what the majority of drivers use. The majority of drivers use just kind of Apple Maps, Google Maps. There's not really much incentive for everyday GPS systems to route around the notch. The app doesn't know what kind of vehicle you're driving. And out of the thousands of vehicles that drive through there daily, most of them are just fine. We've made the recommendation of, hey, what if, what if when somebody punches in a destination, it takes them through Route 108, through the notch? Um, what about having like a pop-up come up that says, you know, no trucks 40 foot or over, you know, just come up and display on the screen and, and give people the ability to kind of cancel it out, or swipe it away. Um, we just haven't had traction with that. Um, this is Josh Schultz. He's Todd's boss, and he leads operations and safety at the Vermont Agency of Transportation. He said Vermont is trying to collaborate with other states, with their own tricky roads, to basically get tech companies' attention, to say, hey, this is a problem. You know, our, our hope is that maybe something like that might get traction at some point in the future. It just has not yet. So we'll, we'll see. But the state has also tried other ways to prevent stuckages. Last summer, they went up in the notch with laser equipment called LIDAR. They measured the terrain and angles in the road to determine exactly what length vehicle is too long to fit around the curves. They've also added more warning signs. You know, the ones that say, your GPS is wrong. Yeah, those signs now start farther away from the notch on surrounding highways. Of course, some drivers still ignore these and still get stuck. But the state is seeing some progress. Last year, for example, we saw a 54% drop in the number of total stuck trucks from previous the previous year. That's a lot. That's significant. And that also uh, reflected about a 41% drop of the average over the past 12 years. So last year, because there were only five, five trucks stuck last year. And so as we move into this year, we're in the third month of the season. You know, we're still, even this year, we are um, behind the curve. I mean, I should say we're above the curve. We have, we have, we're on the same track as we were last year, which are a total of, you know, fewer, fewer trucks stuck so far up to this point. So are we going to have another four or five stuckage season? That would be surely nice. Um, and it would cause us to kind of raise our eyebrows and saying, maybe we're doing something, you know, something's working, <laughs> maybe. And it's very, very difficult to to prove cause, like what is causing the numbers to go down, it could be just a statistical anomaly. And many people look at this, think it probably is, you know, uh, but 21 was a good year. 22 
three months in, shaping up to look okay. But then, for example, in 2020, October had six stuckages in one month, six. So that could happen again. And we know that. There's a bunch of creative ideas bouncing around out there about ways to redesign the area to fix this problem. A working group made up of people from the local community alongside state engineers are currently looking into a few different options, like building large roundabouts on each side of the mountain so trucks would have a last-ditch place to turn around. Others have suggested the state build a sort of windy obstacle course, or slalom, just before the mountain pass, so if a truck gets stuck, it happens on flat ground, where it's easier to bypass other traffic. But of course there's challenges to all of these. The land around the notch is park, or resorts, so the state would have to find real estate to build any of these options. If the solution was a really easy one, we would have done it, you know, 20 years ago. But there's other ideas in the works right now. The state is in discussions with the ski resorts at the base of the road, Smuggler's Notch and Stowe, to use their big parking lots as turnaround points, which is basically what George does. The day after I talked to George on the phone, he had a job in Stowe that was taking him through the notch. He offered to give me a ride and point out the diciest spots in the road. No tractor trailer yeah, trucks. See, that's the serious sign that I said you'd see pretty soon. With the blinking light. George was driving a pretty big flatbed. It's not as big as the wrecker he uses for stuck trucks, but it's still pretty hefty. When we stopped at a gas station in Stowe, a woman looked at it, raised her eyebrows, looked back at me and said, that? I don't think you're going to fit through the notch in that. I said I wasn't worried. He's a pro. Okay, see, now you're getting into a grade, like, backing the guy down here. This is sketchy. You want a wet road. And then, like, right there, you see you've got guardrails. You've got this twist and twist. We've got to make it, got to make this corner. We had to stop right here. George weaves us up and up into the mountains. Sometimes when the boulders jut out and make a blind curve, it feels like we're playing a game of chicken with whoever might be driving around the other side. But there's one point up here that's unmistakable. We stop at a couple curves and he points out different spots where trucks have gotten stuck in a ditch or on a rock. And this is the bad boy right here. After a few turns, George points out the spot from a few weeks ago where the truck was stuck in the rain. That, that last curve was the one that I, I didn't have to uh, walk the rest of the way. I had to walk all the way down, make it, helping this guy make these corners, and, he, and I had to get him around this corner. The twisty drive up isn't really all that long, maybe a mile and a half or so. Do you remember the first time you came to get a truck out of here? Oh my God. Years and years ago, I was, I, I, I can't remember hardly a thing about it. Um, I know I, I had a smaller wrecker because I didn't have great big ones at that time. I do remember having to drag it sideways. Okay, now I gotta get him jacked over. I got him angled pretty good. I gotta have him straighten out his wheels, bring the front of, bring the, front of the trailer that way. We'll get it jacked as much as we can. And if we don't make the, the curve, at least I'll be close enough I can run a line from my wrecker, slide the trailer over. Okay. When I talked to Josh and Todd about the notch, I had to ask, have they thought about changing the road itself? Like, would they ever consider just blasting out more of those rocks and widening the road to normal road width? And they said no. Actually, they were pretty emphatic that that is not on the table. I'm not the only one who's asked them this. 
Apparently, some Vermonters have called into the agency to say, half-joking, hey, if you let me up there with a jackhammer, I could have this fixed in a couple hours. But for all the frustration with this wacky stuckages problem, this road is also beloved, exactly how it is. And it's become such a landmark in the state that the agency doesn't want to touch it. After my ride along with George, I stopped in the notch, got out of my car, and started up one of the trails that peels off from the road. I got high up enough to hear the birds get really chatty, and I watched big SUVs negotiate around a rock in front of me. There's something kind of magical about this spot, where nature meets human engineering. As I returned to my car and headed back toward flatter ground, it started to pour. And I suddenly felt pretty grateful that I didn't have to drive this in reverse. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a podcast by the VT Digger Newsroom. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to keep up on new episodes. This week, we used music by Blue Dot Sessions. Thanks to Mike Doherty for mixing this show. I'm Riley Robinson. See you soon.